Welcome to another episode of the Worthy Physician podcast for physicians by a physician, combating physician burnout through awareness to reignite passion for medicine. Thank you, Ronnie, for coming on for number two out of the four of our series. Just for our listeners, can you please reintroduce yourselves? Absolutely. Hello, everyone. My name is Ronnie Kinsey, and I'm happy to be here. And yes, this is episode two, and I'm really excited about that. Me too. Just for the listeners, I'm Sapna Shah Hawk. I'm an internist. I am a physician. And Ronnie, you are a nurse as well from the admin side, leadership, as well as a coach. Is that correct? Yes, I am a registered nurse. I am not in practice currently. I've been in leadership in more recent years, and I am also a leadership coach. And so today we're going to be talking about spirituality. And why would we talk about spirituality on a podcast covering physician burnout? I think that spirituality is something that has come up more so during COVID and actually is just quoted in some of the reading materials for the American College of Physicians. That's what we were discussing prior to recording this. I really think that they captured it very well in the sense that it's on an individual basis, but at the same time, you one does actually look to source or a higher being, and it is a way of connecting with surroundings, nature, and other people. What that can bring us is in a time of difficulty. I think you had some really good insight on that. Can you please share that with us? You know, difficulty, Absolutely. spirituality, and we know that... Um, Working in healthcare is very, very difficult with many moving parts, with patients, with different personalities. When we see sick people, they are not at their best. They are very vulnerable as physicians and healthcare workers during the pandemic. And even now with the great resignation, more work is being put on less and fewer people at bedside, on the front lines. So it's incredibly difficult. Everybody's worked to their max, and the burnout rates are much higher than before the pandemic. So how could we lean on spirituality when one is burned out or close to burning up? Yeah, so those are all valid points. For the reasons that we started talking and while we're talking today is we're both very aware of the clinician burnout phenomenon that is in place. Right. Not particularly new at all, but certainly got highlighted with COVID and recent short staff issues that are taking place. So where spirituality comes in for me is it's something that I've been aware of pretty much all of my life. Spirituality was a foundation in my home life growing up. So it was always something that was there as a comfort and a foundation. And then later, in my adult life, and certainly in healthcare, and in the earlier days when I was involved in care, when times were stressful or confusing, it always was a comfort for me to realize that there is something so much bigger than me out there, to realize that my decisions and my issues in that day really are affecting something bigger, and whatever I might think my biggest challenge is it can be overcome and comfort can be found with the idea and appreciating spirituality. There really is something bigger than myself. And that would always comfort me and help me hopefully to do the next right thing in whatever situation I was in, 
later in leadership and, and any coaching engagement, et cetera, and to help others hopefully see a, an outlet for themselves and a potential path. Absolutely. From a physician standpoint, we don't always have the answers. Patients say, well, how long do I have? We can always give them statistics. When we do that, I don't know, when I have that conversation with patients, it's never easy. It's never gotten easier over the last decade. In fact, it's one of the hardest conversations I have to have. And I can I'll let them know, you know, on average, this is what can be expected. And I always go back to the point that we're not the creator. So we, we don't know. And that there's a source bigger than us. And as a physician or as a nurse at bedside, we do what we can to alleviate suffering. For me, being a physician is not just a job. With my background of being Catholic, that stays with you. It's a it's a calling, vocare from the Latin word. So it's it's very near and dear. It's a driver as to why I chose this profession in the first place. Now, how in the, in your daily life during all this uncertainty in healthcare, and even just in life, besides using spirituality as a tool to lean on or in which to seek refuge and comfort. How have you utilized spirituality maybe on a daily basis with your profession and your multiple hats that you have worn? Great question. And thank you for asking that. And it is top of mind. I make it a priority to have an early day. I have an alarm that goes off at 5 a.m. And I will share with you that I'm often up before the alarm. I was up at 4 a.m. this morning, naturally. And um, I look forward to every day. Every day is a chance to begin again, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's a full day ahead. Uh, for whatever didn't get finished yesterday, you get a chance to finish that. For, what, for whatever might have not gone on course that you wanted to complete the day before, you have a chance to course correct if possible, right? And if you completed something that you really have been working hard towards or you found challenging or difficult, you get to celebrate that and really look at your progress, right? So why I mentioned that, it almost sounds like goal setting, but it really comes back to, I enjoy the quietness of the morning. I find that very centering. It's a time that I protect, you know, early morning time is for me to, to reset, to recalibrate. I'm thankful for many of the great things that I have in my life. And I'm also very thankful for things that are unfortunate that have not come my way. There's a lot of suffering out there and I'm very unthankful that a lot of that suffering has not come to me. So just centering and grounding myself. And again, just being really aware, like uh, I'm, I'm very climate aware. I live in the uh, San Francisco Bay area. And uh, most of the time, the climate is quite heavenly here. We've had some challenge in, re- in recent years. And if there are wildfires, obviously that affects the climate. I am so thankful for when um, the climate is amazing all over again. Because mm-hmm. there have been challenges. That's just one small example. And so part of what I'm really hoping to express is that being thankful, honestly, being thankful, not taking much for granted, showing gratitude. I think it's very important to show gratitude uh, for the things that you have and you appreciate and for the people in your life, for your health, for things that have gone well, and to express gratitude to others, you know. Glad you're in my life. Glad to see you. I'm glad things are going well. I'm happy to help you. Thank you for helping me. Uh, thank you for checking in on me. 
right? And how that ties to spirituality, honestly, really is I, I some days can think of someone that I haven't spoken to or thought of in a while. And just the other day, a childhood neighbor texts me the moment I thought of them. You figure that out for yourself, right? So well, that's part of how spirituality plays for me on a, on a morning basis, on a daily basis. You know, I think that when one is focused on spirituality, focusing on the goodness, right? Because life is life can be very beautiful. It can also be very brutal. And we see the brutality of illnesses in medicine and also on the corporate side of medicine can make it difficult to practice medicine the way that many have uh, envisioned, at least the way I've invented and had initially envisioned practicing medicine, um, you know, medical school versus residency and in the real world. There's a big cultural difference. And so going on that, really tapping in onto the spiritual side helps me to stay grounded, like you've mentioned, to stay thankful. And one thing that we don't say enough in medicine, at least to each other as colleagues, is, hey, thanks. Hey, nice job. Uh, I think we're very good at saying thankful to patients at times or saying, hey, I'm glad you had a good outcome, right? But we forget to be thankful toward each other. And I find that that word thank you, that gratitude coming from a place of centered and from a place of positivity and love really changes the demeanor of the work environment. And it really revs up the team. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's required, in fact, right? Sure. It's you don't have to do it, perhaps. But if you do it, you can definitely see a greater outcome and potentially more cohesiveness in the team. And usually what you put out comes back, right? If you're putting out gratefulness, if you're putting out gratitude, if you're putting out thankfulness to everyone and asking them to lift each other up and practice random kind of small things that they notice that are going well, celebrate the small things, right? Yes. I think so often we've been conditioned to correct what's not going well. And it's important to correct what's not going well or going right, right? But if we get in a pattern of only doing that, what is the atmosphere we created, right? So I say, look for what's going well and celebrate that, right? Absolutely. And this lifts people up. Yes. One of the protectors against burnout, now it's not 100% true. I mean, it's not 100% across the board, right? But having that positive environment and coworkers with whom you can connect. And so coming from that place of gratitude, thankfulness, positivity, and love, which is centered in spirituality, can really add to that, can really, again, help you connect and build one heck of a team because we have I to agree. celebrate each other. We Absolutely. have to celebrate. Absolutely. Yeah. What is the Absolutely. what is the stereotypical relationship between physicians and nurses? Stereotypical relationship? One would quickly answer a team, right? It's a team yes. effort uh, to practice and carry out healthcare, right? Uh, for the goodness and betterment of the patient and for the team. I mean, uh you know, say if you're in surgery, uh, you're surely there for the patient, 
but you're also supporting the team to support the patient. Right? Yes. So this was always uh, one of my fallback comments, even for on the business side, when people had challenges and things weren't going well and uh, people experienced frustration, I would always try to bring it back to, well, let's, let's keep our eye on why we're here. And right. in the end, it's for the patient, even if it's in a business process. Yes. In the end, this really is about the patient, how we have this job, why we're here today in this moment, having this conversation, is there a patient expecting certain outcomes around there? Mm -hmm. So keeping that in mind, I think can really help one, I think, have meaning in your day in the very best way possible. If you focus on who benefits beyond ourselves, and why I say that is tied into spirituality beyond ourselves. Exactly. Beyond just the self, right. whatever it is we're doing, we're involved in, or we're hoping to accomplish, there is something much bigger than ourselves to be focused on and interested in for outcome. So more to the question is, I also think of hierarchy, the hierarchy historically, right? Right. So nurses without advanced practice credentials are not necessarily writing bigger orders, right? So you're relying on physicians for that. And uh, nurses will be carrying those out very often. There's not perfection in the order. I won't say very often, at times, at times. Right. But, but there needs to be a, a discussion about, you know, if something doesn't look quite right, is this okay? You know, and learn to ask properly, you know, uh, does right. this look right to you? Is this what you meant to write? Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe if there's something that's not perfect, you get that right. And it'd be in a conducive communication and not one that uh, would cause any kind of resentment in case there is lack of 100% perfection in the order. Right. So I would say that. So there's the team, there's support, and there is traditionally a hierarchy. Probably if you said one word, Tim. And the reason why I ask this question is because in spirituality, I've always been one to see a human, one human, whether it's a CEO or the janitor, I'm going to treat them the same, right? With respect. Because each living being deserves that respect. And so going back to spirituality is, you know, how you talk to people, regardless of hierarchy, there should be a um, way of communicating between members of that team, regardless of the hierarchy, without ego. And with coming to um, back to center and, for example, clarifying this order, hey, you know what, thank you, yes, this is what I meant, because by by having that open communication, you can build that culture of safety in which um, orders can be clarified. There's that ability to communicate without fear. And without that fear and that open communication without being judged, you have that ability to improve outcomes, I would say, because there's not guessing and there's not uh, brain fog when you're trying to ask a question or remember things. So that's, that's a great point. You know, it's I heard a few things there. One thing I certainly heard is recognition. Yes. Recognition is hugely important. And absolutely, you should be very kind to your um, custodial staff, but to everyone, really. Yes. To everyone. Yes. But in fact, if if there were anything having to do with hierarchy, I would say start with your gratitude and your recognition at the lowest rung 
because that often is where so many of, of our outcomes really began. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you don't have uh, a clean workstation or if you don't have sterile instruments, um, there are many things that can delay your procedure, your visit with your patient, uh, your meetings. You Absolutely. can just imagine from there yes. what can go wrong. Yes. So I would say reverse hierarchy and start at the bottom and show great recognition, thankfulness, uh, gratitude, and, and let it build from there. Yes. Let it build from, from the ground level up. Also, when uh, individuals work in an environment where they're appreciated and seen as people, they're going to bust their tails. Not that they don't already, but people rise to expectation, particularly when it's from a way of positive thinking. And I think bringing spirituality into the workspace at a personal level, at least, allows me to go in with purpose and a um, little fiery, little fiery at times. But, you know, we try to keep it lighthearted and safe and fun at work. I know that. Uh, I love that. And part of that also is the respect for the differences, right? Oh, yeah. All of the differences that there could be um, that come from spirituality, right? Um, yes. Wherever you source your energy, your faith, your guidance, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully that is there for you um, in the great times of clarity and certainly in any time of doubt and confusion. Yes. And we also know that patience and well gosh just having a higher source to believe in or a purpose really does add value to life a positive value at that as well as better outcomes with chronic disease absolutely and how many studies are out there already which show great results that for those patients who are in you know the latter stages of disease processes Etc. And um, they know that their days could potentially be numbered or not sure going into a procedure what they would find on the other side. Those who practice spirituality and believe that there is something that has a greater power than themselves, outcomes are so much more advantageous for those yes. people who have some belief in that. So, what are pearls of wisdom that you would give to the listener? regarding spirituality and the practice of medicine, whether it be how about um, from leadership or from the bedside nursing standpoint? Yeah, that is a great question. And again, you know, um, to be inclusive and certainly not to exclude anyone, I think structure is really important. Uh, I, it doesn't really matter what your role is. Um, if you're, you're working alone, you're working on a team, what the outcomes are you're expected. There, there is great reward for having a structure that you can rely on. And when I stress structure, I'm actually also talking about spirituality. If you have an ethical structure around you that is there for you, again, in times of any kind of confusion or potential breakdown or miscommunication, and if others around you also have a structure for themselves, whenever someone needs to say, let's stop the line, something doesn't look right here, this is confusing, I'm not sure we're moving in the right direction, I'm wondering if we could avoid some risk here, if we just pause and look at this. If everyone has this structure, 
I think you can come together more quickly as a team and appreciate what is trying to be accomplished for doing the next right thing for the patient, for in care, for the team as a leader, uh, for the organization. You know, the higher levels you go, there are higher stake decisions to be made. Not that there is a small one in healthcare, really. They're all very big, it seems, but to have a structure that guides you, uh, never mind whatever policy and uh, corporate agreements that you have or expectations, the fact that you have some spirituality that you recognize that you can rely on whenever that heated debate comes up and it might catch you off guard, emergencies happen. Oh. You know, even it could be, you know, a force majeure happened to your facility and you've got to decide is the case where we need to evacuate whatever it is, you know, are we short staffed? Do we need to close down uh, some of the, the units and, and migrate patients, et cetera, just to know that there is a foundation for you just when you're, you may feel really challenged. There's something bigger than you that can guide you if you have belief and faith in that and you have a practice of some kind. It really, really keeps your mind focused on doing what's right, trying to keep your head in their good judgment instead of clouded or overrun with their emotion, though sometimes it's hard to keep that out. And I love to talk about doing what's right now, like in this moment now, right? Especially with how quickly things can turn uh, in healthcare uh, and in leadership and, and, and caring for teams, uh, for patients, for teams, for entire organizations, et cetera. What's the next right thing now, right? That for me is, is of ultimate importance is, is to, to really be present to what's important now. It's great to have plan and sometimes circumstances override and we have to look at what is the next right thing now. If our listeners wanted to reach out to you, just to remind them, how do they get a hold of you? Thanks for asking. I have a LinkedIn profile. Anyone could reach out and DM me there. Uh, Ronnie Kenzie MBA on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to engage if anyone wanted to have a conversation of any kind. Uh, anything relative to what we've discussed in this or any of the episodes in the podcast or similar. Thank you for your time. And I really enjoyed our conversation today. That has been great. Thanks for having me. I think this is a very important topic and a pleasure to discuss this with you. Thanks for joining us. If you have enjoyed this episode, click subscribe, share it with a friend, because we could all use a little bit of normalizing the topic of burnout, knowing that we're not alone.